Now, as you see on the slide, um, what I've come to you to talk this morning is the church and networking, and what I'm calling it spiritual networking. And for you, those of you who don't know what networking is, it's usually a term that you hear used in the business world, which is where people go and they meet and they make connections, valuable connections. Valuable connections. You meet with someone and you trade information and you trade something that you not only hopefully say maybe they can help you in the future, but that hopefully someday you can help them in the future. Um, I've learned about this recently. I've joined a program in my school called the Northland Caps Program. Uh, what this program is, is that it allows me to have my school day. I get to go into the real business world and do uh, work with real business people and work uh, doing real projects. And it's been a wonderful program. I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, my teacher, Mr. Stenham, he's big on networking. He's big on connection. And so the first day of, of class, he took us to a thing called Coffee Connect, which is where basically we go and a bunch of people, people, big business people, they meet and they talk with each other, which was nerve-wracking. But as we got there and we talked to them, people, it wasn't as bad because there's people who knew, were familiar with the program. I was with all my students and my teachers. Uh, later down the semester, I went to one of these coffee connects by myself. My teacher wasn't there. Um, my instructor wasn't there. My students weren't there. It was just me. And so I, I was there to make connections, to talk with people. And so I'm sitting there. I'm standing in the corner trying to not make eye contact with people. I don't know. And then I said, hey, Jacob, you can do this. Just go up and talk to someone. So I went up to someone, stuck my hand out, introduced myself. And the wonderful lady that I met, that it just so happened to be the owner of the Tasty Thai restaurant. And she was a wonderful woman, glad I got to meet her, wonderful story about how she came to America. But unfortunately, I stuck out my hand, said, introduced myself, said who I was, where I was from, and I asked her about herself. Wonderful lady, her English wasn't quite as wonderful as she was. So she tells me her name, tells me who she is, and then she begins to tell me what I assume is either about her business or was about how she came to America, because as she was talking for about three to four, five minutes, I had no clue what she was saying at all. And so she gets done, and I can tell by the tone of her voice that she's asking me a question. And my brain, instead of like a normal person saying, I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand you, I stood there and said, thank you very much. It was nice to meet you. Folded my hands, bowed <laughs> to this American woman who's lived here almost her whole life, and then walked away. So, oh, but it gets better. Just wait. Later on, when I'm about to leave, as I'm exiting the building, uh, I see her walking towards me. So I'm walking towards her. She's walking towards me. And I said, okay, I can fix this. I'll just explain myself. I'll say, I'm terribly sorry, but it was very nice to meet you. So she's, she sees me, smiles, and looks away. So to get her attention, I speak up. I say, it was very nice to meet you. And she begins to walk past me. I'm glad I got to meet you. I'm very sorry. And at that point, everyone in the room, all they see is me yelling at, I'm sorry, at an old Thai lady. <laughs> Now, I didn't do these things to be mean or disrespectful. I did it because I was nervous. Because talking to people can be nervous. It can be nerve-wracking. And in the same way, it can be like that in the church. The church is already a very friendly place. We have greeters. Harlan does a wonderful job of that. And as you come in, you talk to everyone. Um, it's, it, it is a friendly place, but it can still be scary to talk to someone, much less talk to someone and reach that deeper level. A lot of times we say, how are you doing? It's nice to meet you. And then that's it. And, but what I think is what God wants us to do, and it's what Jesus did, is what we should do, is to go up to someone in the church and say to them, Hi, my name is this. I hope you're having a wonderful day. These are my struggles. These are my strifes. Spiritually, this is what's going on in my life. Um, this is what I'm doing to improve on it, and this is what I think I'm doing great. 
and then ask them that as well. Break down that barrier to connect with one another, people within the church and without. Breaking down that barrier is the first step. And a lot of times if we do that, we'll begin to make the church stronger. Uh, I recently read a book called Coffee, Lunch, Coffee, and it, what it's about is about taking an extra step in networking, not just saying hello to them and meeting them and exchanging business cards, or in our case, names and who they are, but inviting them afterwards, saying, let's go get something to eat later, the follow-up. And a lot of times, I think that's what we need. We need that follow-up. We need to expose ourselves to that person. And that can strengthen the church in ways that we don't even know. Uh, the Bible talks about fellowship in many ways. Jesus, he, he's living, breathing proof of fellowship. The people that his, he lived with, he uh, spread the word with, the 12 disciples, um, were around him all the time. They were, in his case, his church body. Uh, but in First in John 1, 5-7, through 7, it says, This is the message we have heard from him, and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, and yet walk in the darkness, uh, we, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Jesus as he, he worshipped with his disciples and he lived with them and that's what he wants for us within the church body now a lot of you may be thinking why well, talk to people but there's not very many people it was in the church other, other fellow Christians you know that I share a lot in common with and that may be true socially we're all different people we come from different uh, forms of life and that's perfectly okay that's why the church is here and that's why we've come together you know, more than likely the disciples they didn't have much in common with each other either the only thing they had in common was that they were fishermen but in the same way, we may not be fishermen, but we are all fishers of men. We have that one common interest that has brought us together. And that is what makes the church body so strong. Now, using those skills and talking to people within the church can be used outside. Because outside these walls, just like in my story, the first uh, networking event I went to, it was I had friendlies around. It was okay. It wasn't as nerve-wracking. When I was out on my own, it was a little bit more scary. It was with someone that I didn't know as well. And that can be like that for us, because a lot of times we feel like outside these walls, talking to others can be hard. And it is in a lot of ways, but we still, Jesus, His Holy Spirit is within us, and that is what gives us comfort. And as we go out through these walls, the big thing that we, that we have is we expect to just go up to people and then to just dump their confessions on us, immediately break down their own walls. And as I said before, the thing that I believe we have to do first is we have to break down our own barriers. We have to expose ourselves to them. We have to go up to them and say, this is what's going on in my life. This is the problems I have. What about yours? And you'll be surprised as to how many people have similar issues and problems, strides and successes that you do in your own spiritual life. This is what uh, spiritual networking can do for us. Once we break down those barriers, we create vulnerability. But in a lot of sense, when you're confronting someone about spirituality, vulnerability doesn't seem like a weakness. It can seem like a strength. Because when you're vulnerable, it makes them vulnerable as well. Connecting with your brothers and sisters, it's a skill that everyone, once we have that, we need. Once we've made those connections, it'll make the church stronger, it'll make yourself seem stronger, and it'll bring people toward the church. Visitors will start to become members. Members will start to become super members. We'll have more people wanting to come to a church because of how close-knit and how together we are.
Now, this I have a challenge for everyone this morning. I want us all to go out and pick one person within our own congregation or within someone that we know on the street and one person that we know maybe doesn't go to church, but we know that they need help. They know that they have something on their mind that they need. Just one person needs. I want you to go out and I want you to expose yourself. I want you to open up to someone. I don't want you to say, oh, I stole a cookie from the cookie jar that one day. No. The, the, find the thing that you say, oh, I can never tell anyone that. No one else has this problem. This is totally just me. If I, anyone knew, I'd humiliate it. You'll find that when you open up, it's not humiliation, but you'll find comfort. Because people, no one is looking to hurt you. People are looking. They're looking for what you're looking for. They're looking for comfort. So as we stand and sing this morning, that is my challenge I ask of you, church. Thank you.